0: Hey everybody, I'm proud to be a duck, and I'd be proud to fly with any one of you. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. Hey
1: everyone,
2: how's it going? That's Kevin. What's up, yeah?
0: We got another special guest today. It's probably not as exciting as Casey Garvin, but it's close. Wait, it's close.
2: It's definitely not as exciting as <laughs> wow, But stay guys, tuned.
0: We've got Mr. Charlie Scudder in the house, aka well, Chucky Scuds. <laughs> and Charlie, how old are you, Charlie?
3: I am 25 years old. And he
0: never had seen the Mighty Ducks before yesterday.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: we're just going to go into it and kind of get the first-timers view of the Ducks. But first, how do you not see it in your 25 years?
1: <laughs> I feel like I've seen every, like every kid's movie like in a decade span. Like I saw it, even though if I was 3 or if I was 10, like I, I saw it at some point.
2: I've like, seen like the Mighty Ducks every week on the week <laughs> since I was at least like 10 years old.
3: Well, I mean, I think there's a very good chance that I saw it when I was very young, but none of it came back when I was rewatching it. So I'm pretty certain. Chucky Scuzz had...
2: did a lot of drugs
3: when he. Was a kid. <laughs> well, I but, but he's clean cause... and sober now, though, guys. Right? Yeah, water right here. Um, when when I was uh when I was rewatching it, it did make me remember a little bit that I've I think I've seen D2 more recently. Interesting. I I remember a little bit more of of that plot. Okay. I think. You I mean, can quiz me later.
0: <laughs> did is this just a refusal to watch it, or did it just no? Never, it just just know know never
2: happened. Just never happened. Let me let me I ask the more. The important. right time. What did you watch instead?
3: <sighs> I watched Angels in the Outfield. All right, great. that's that's, solid. that's acceptable. That's, that's, that's great documentary. Right? Yeah, wonderful, fantastic.
2: Um, Made me believe in. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. <laughs> and and Tony
1: Tanza. Yeah, oh, yeah, Tony Danza. Oh, and Adrian Brody? Yeah. Matthew McConaughey? Oh, wait.
2: Wait, what? <laughs> Adrian, <laughs> Adrian Brody, Brody was in it.
1: He was like the the kid who
3: couldn't hit at all. Breaking
2: news, new pod coming out next week. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, But yeah, that, that's probably the, the equivalent, I guess, of Mighty Ducks that I did watch. Okay. It
2: definitely didn't touch as many generations. What, it Angels did, in the Outfield? Yeah, it did not span. They, do you remember uh, Angels in the Backfield? Oh, there was Angels, in the, was really oh. Angels yeah. in the End Zone. was really bad. Angels in the End Zone. With one of the Lawrence
1: brothers. Yeah, one of the... Yeah, it definitely. was terrible. Well, then the... Well, Christopher... He, no. It was, Christopher might, Lloyd was in it. It was like a straight-to-TV yeah. or something, or made-for-TV, yeah. like Disney movie. And then and I remember the Air Bud when...
3: movies, too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Air Bud, I mean There's a lot of them. There's
1: no rules that says the dog can't play basketball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you watched it. Yesterday, correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. So it's fresh in your mind. It is. I mean, did you have any idea of the plot? What, how much did you know going in?
3: Well, um. Okay, I'll admit I I started listening to a couple episodes of the Quack Attack. As you should, right? Of course, but then I think I told one of you guys that I'd never seen it, and you told me to stop listening to the pod so I wouldn't get spoilers for <laughs> this didn't, moment right here. So <laughs> you that's didn't my excuse. The right to listen. To it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So um, I knew it was your basic bad news bears team gets comes together to win the championship kind of story, you know. But beyond that, just Nothing.
0: Okay. So what, after viewing, I mean, what is the overall feeling here?
3: I mean, it's a pretty good movie. I'm <laughs> bummed I didn't see it as a child to instill the love of the Mighty Ducks within me, you know? That's still sweeping the nation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Th- through the excellent efforts of folks like you, you know? Um, uh, I think... It's something I'll probably try to show my kids to get them into it. You know, know, Um, breaking news: Charlie has kids. (laughs) (laughs) Not so much, Um, but I will. It's not something I'm gonna necessarily watch over and over and over either, though.
0: Okay,
2: and that's this week's podcast.
3: Um, (laughs) Charlie has. We're starting to have wasted everyone's time.
0: Okay, so I mean, where did it like fall short? In terms of you just not, like, loving it?
3: Um, I don't know. I mean, it just, I think it, well, the acting was terrible on Emilio Estevez's part, <laughs> I have to say. I'm sorry to admit this, guys, but he's a—he's not good in this role. At least not in the first one. He may get better, but his dialogue, and this may be the writer's fault, was very flat.
2: Who was who's 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 the writer? Is it Stephen Brill? Did he write, write and direct? Yeah. Shout out to Stephen Brill. Actually, Charlie's calling you out on the pod. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you want to respond, you know where to find us com. Contact us. So highlights of the film.
3: For highlights. You. Uh well I, I took a bunch of notes because I wasn't sure how intense we were gonna get here. Pretty um, intense. Yeah, well, obviously. Um one thing that jumped out at me is like the whole thing, we start off with a big DUI joke, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I mean, I went back and rewatched the documentary like a couple
2: days ago and I forget like, like. That was funny back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was he like, yeah. I guess I was a widow woozy.
3: <laughs> yeah, that whole bit and he, you know, the, he, he's... When he
1: goes, when he, when I first watched it, and I never got this until much later in life, it was like, breath, blood, or urine. I didn't realize that was like, that's what, like the test you're going to take. And he goes, no thanks, I'm full. And I like laugh as a kid and, and I didn't get it at all. And so I but, guess now, yeah, as a 25 Yeah, and he's a repeat old, offender
3: too. Yeah. And they're letting him coach peewee hockey <laughs> yeah as a repeat dui offender who orders a car out onto the ice like there's a lot of things here that he wasn't kind of, driving well yeah but he um, grew up on the ice he knows he don't he does yeah. know he did he did grow up on the ice that's that's for sure um but yeah that that jumped out at me uh uh the girl uh, with the the dark hair, she, is she in What Hot American Summer? Yes, yeah, she is. Yes. yes she is.
2: Also, this this I'm like living this, like the last week through the same <laughs> experience that you are. I was watching What Hot American Summer for the first time. Hands for you! And in like the first ten minutes, I I like paused it. And I was like, wait a second, is that Connie Moreau? <laughs>
3: Sure enough, opposite. Yes, it was.
2: Enough, yes, for me. It was. <laughs> I was like, was "Whose name is Marguerite Moreau?" <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, exactly.
2: Shout out, come on the pod if you if yeah. you like. The we'd we'd actually had, huh? really like that if you came on the pod. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> um, also, my first impression of Coach Riley, that right of yeah. the Hawks, yeah. I thought he was pretty cool when it, like the first introduction of him we get when he's talking with Gordon. Uh, I was like, Gordon seems kind of like an asshole. And Riley seems like this father figure who's like, hey, how you doing? You came back to see your old coach. Wait. We- this is like before the flashback. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. 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 okay. Well, we've seen the flashback and he's clearly pushing him. At but but yeah. this is when. Um, but, like, pushing him to like. It, well, he says like you're not just letting me down. Standards. You're letting your whole
1: team down. Yeah. That's not
2: like, nice. That's a dick yeah. move to say to like, an eight-year-old.
3: That's like coaching. Not <laughs> no. good coaching. Oh. Well, that's in, that, that means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i i I thought he was, so do you cool. think up almost up the roles were reversed, like coach Riley was the good guy? No, I just thought I was like he seems to be getting a bad rap, but then you know, halfway through the game and he starts running up the score, I'm like j k this guy said this guy said douchebag. Anytime he pops his collar, yeah, yeah also a <laughs> constant- it's yeah. already up, dude, I thoroughly like, enjoyed it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, a little shit eating grin, yeah, <laughs> um. Uh, let me think. What what do I ask? Oh, uh, cuz my name's Charlie. I noted that Charlie was a really popular early 90s name, but I mm-hmm. don't know many Charlies now. Like Charlie from the Santa Claus. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, Charlie yeah. from this, you know. There were a lot of Charlies out there in pop culture. I don't know the they what they are. The two greatest was? trilogies you just named of our lifetime. Three
2: Charlies. Those well, two Charlies and yourself. Charlie, Charlie Brown?
1: Charlie from the Chocolate Factory. Charlie in yeah. the Chocolate that Factory. That
2: was way before this, like originally.
0: Shut up, Kevin.
1: Charlie. Well, a lot of Charleses, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Charles and Charlie, Or maybe
1: Chuck. Or, like, Chucky Finster.
0: Oh, I mm-hmm, love Chucky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, yeah. when you look, you look you see Charlie. Yes. And he's this... I
3: connected p- with him because the name.
0: Okay, you did connect <laughs> with him. I mean, how did you just feel about him and his dynamic with his mom that he was kind of pimping out?
3: That was exact. That's, like, four of the notes <laughs> okay. over here is, like... There's a moment like, wait, is Charlie... And then, is Charlie trying to get his mom laid? Because when he says, like, and then, she
1: has qualities that a lot of men find very attractive, or yeah, something like
3: that. That's when I'm like, huh? And then uh, I realize Charlie's a baller wingman when he says, go for it. Uh, just before the date, it's like, all right, okay. Well, <laughs> so he wants the coach to, like, rail his mom. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. That is weird.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, feel like that's a very, like, adult view of the situation. I feel like if, I, if you were, like... 10 or younger you probably wouldn't have picked up on that if this was your first
3: yeah like i i think that also there there would have been an easy way to like say it differently to be like i want a father figure not like i want you to sleep with my mother you know (laughs) well i mean There's there's a
2: distinction there now it's like i mean in like tv shows or movies it's like they hook up you know and then the morning after the kid is like are you my daddy you know, yeah. like, are you my new dad? You know, like oh, that's like the dynamic
3: yeah. now. I don't know. For whatever reason. Yeah. Um. I thought the the treatment of concussions and safety was a little less. You talked about that. You're yeah. yeah. About that I thought that uh, like when, the, when he first gets, when the first kid gets hit. Oh, in the carp head the car, gets hit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's just carp. like that's. That is a concussion, like, straight up. That kid needs to be taken to the hospital, and he's all woozy. I'm like, that's a serious concussion. Uh, and then they kill the kid almost, uh, the kid from the Hawks that transfers. Banks. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Almost killed by McGill.
3: Yeah. Like, that was that was honestly scary for a minute because I was like, there's a good chance that kid is probably super dead <laughs> now. <laughs> um, and that was scary. Um, Luckily, good
2: friend of the pod, Casey. Came to his defense. Yeah. 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 You, know, very, you know yeah, him exactly. as Larson. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah, we do. Um, it reminded me, the the last bit, uh, have you guys seen the 30 for 30 about the Miracle on Ice with the, the Russian, Russian perspective? Days, yeah. 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 Um, it, the last game with the Hawks really reminded me of that. There's a bit where uh, it's kind of like the art of good hockey versus the science of perfect hockey, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in that documentary, they talk a lot about, you know um th- these coaches were very very good were consistently champion you know constantly creating champions but they did it in such different ways um and that that came through to me with the the Bombay Riley rivalry
2: so what you're saying is the mighty ducks is timeless yes exactly
3: <laughs> yeah, that's ex- that's precisely what i'm saying
2: yes
0: so you look at all the ducks here i mean all do you have any any favorites any ducks you hate i don't know if i
3: hated any of the yes, ducks yes
2: you do did you hate Carp? I didn't hate Carp.
3: Didn't hate Carp.
2: Wait, hang on. All right, that's kind of a an unfair question. Why did you hate Carp? <laughs> <laughs> that's better.
3: I, I he didn't bother me.
1: I I do think um I love the, him as a character. With the exception of Charlie who we've agreed is kind of annoying, the Mighty Ducks one does a great job of not having like an annoying kid who you just want to like Get the fuck off the screen. I don't all know, right? man.
3: I will say uh, the kid in the glasses. A- Averman? Aver- oh, my God. He got on my nerves. Really? Like, really? His constant chit-chat. Are- like, dude, just play the game. Wait, hang on. Also, all
2: right. In your mind. In my mind. Imagine that character played by young ludicrous. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Better or worse? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably a wash. Um, probably a wash.
0: We recasted Ludacris as Averman in our last episode. Oh, okay. So that's where this comes from. Oh, I'm going to
3: have to go back and uh, listen to it now that I'm allowed to. Yeah, Mm. I mean, you haven't
0: seen 2 and 3 yet, but we'll give you a pass for that episode. Well, I appreciate
3: that. Um, Well, I I will say I'm probably going to go back and watch 2 and 3 now. Okay, yeah. So we'll have you you back on the pod to discuss those. Okay, cool.
0: So any, I guess, strange things? Anything you thought... Besides Emilio's acting, anything you thought like didn't work?
3: Um, There were a couple things. Uh, it was cheesy as all get-up, but I liked the sound effects that they threw in. Like when Fulton's doing the shots and you hear the gunshots. And they're getting ready to peg Goldberg and you hear the gun loading. And nice knowing you, Goldie. Yeah, <laughs> at one point the a bunch of kids fall down. It sounds like bowling pins. I, that was all funny, and well, I and know, there's I, like I, I forget
2: who it is that was like supposed. It was probably Charlie that was like supposed to take the shot, and it's like the, yeah, that was, the, you know.
0: that was Charlie being Spad's way over there. Yeah, yeah. So we our first episode discussed Gordon Bombay and okay. whether he actually learned anything or if he was all about winning. You know, because he he puts up yeah. this facade, but then he comes out, he gets banks. He gets this ringer to come in just so they can win, right? But there is some moments where he does seem to to be remorseful and seem to have changed. What is your take on Gordon Bombay? The fact
3: that he quit his job at a high, you know, skyrise law firm, although I'll be in freaking Minneapolis, which is the coldest place on earth. Um, it's that makes me think that he probably had some kind of, you know, um, hutzpah. Nah, hutzpa's not the right word. Uh come to Jesus moment, no. I guess. Um I it, redeeming quality thing, you know? Uh, I think that he he probably he probably did learn something. I I definitely think that he was very opportunistic and was all definitely all about winning.
1: I think opportunistic is a good way to yeah. describe him.
3: But the fact that he quit his job with like no real source of income, because let's assume this job is volunteer no matter what, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And can we, from that moment, d- do you think that Bombay saw dollar signs? Saw himself, I mean, obviously he went on to be this big, huge success, the Minnesota Miracle Man.
3: Oh, did he? I well, don't know. Well, Charlie doesn't know this.
2: <laughs> well, okay. <clears throat> I guess this is the, 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 the wrong audience. But. <laughs> okay, well,
1: the way that it's... uh well, at the end of the movie, he's going to like play in the minors, and he said, "I'm gonna go play with kids half his age." And he knows he's gonna be making what, like, fourteen grand a year or something like that. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. Yeah. And so I, unless we talked about that, I thought con. that
3: was. I thought that was like a foolhardy expedition he was going on. Like he was, my interpretation of that final scene was like he's about to go get his ass kicked and gonna have to come back and just wait
2: until you see the opening. Yeah. Of oh, well, D two. Oh, it's story
3: picks
0: up from there. Okay. But that—that's an interesting take. I never really yeah. thought about that. That this was a
3: foolhardy thing. Yeah, where like that's, he, that, thats what it seemed like to me.
1: What do you make of uh, Bombay's like coaching chops? Like, in some kid, he has some unorthodox drills, like with the eggs, and then they're throwing football uh, for the Cardinals Miyagi. games. Yeah, theory, Mister um, Miyagi. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think I don't. I mean, it makes sense, but I think you got to then back that. The those those little drills work to. Get some fundamental ideals down, but then after that, you got to follow up with actual, you know, practice and a lot of rep, lots of drills and stuff like that. I I never saw that.
2: Yeah, like that never happens. And also, like looking back on it now, like I I obviously didn't play hockey growing up, but I, like, if we were to go to basketball practice and they were like, all right, toss these eggs around for an hour, we we all would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's maybe like, why the fuck are we doing this? Exactly.
3: That's like a first week thing. When you're just you learning the basic, basic, basic fundamentals, but you got to get them to start using a puck. Um, and we we didn't see well, that they, all didn't of a they didn't show it obviously. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. it's yeah. not like they had well, three, that would three you know six minute
1: practice sessions in the entire season.
3: Yeah, we yeah.
0: talked about this before. There's stuff that we did not see that was not in the documentary. Deleted that, scenes could have happened. It, yeah. And
1: one thing that I I think it's like uh, you know obviously you're gonna have the unorthodox the unorthodox uh, drills and all that but it's like you got to keep these kids attention somehow and clearly the other coaches were terrible you know and they just were probably giving the like the same old drills to do and they weren't taking it so Bombay kind of going in a different direction really worked
0: all right I gotta it's gonna be a a kind of large question here okay but we'll just because I wanted to get your first initial take and then we'll narrow it down but what was your take on Hans
3: I liked Hans. Um I thought that I mean it one thing that did jump out at me is like is Hans working for the Hawks at one point cuz he's got all this Hawks memorabilia and like knows like has work work with Gordon as a hawk and so that was kind of like what what's his deal it, it, he's you know he's just a shopkeeper so like you know he what's he doesn't he shouldn't be cheering for one or the other, I guess, but I don't know.
0: So it didn't add up, is what you're saying?
3: Um, a little bit. It it was kind of, I don't know. It, it, yes and no. Okay. So is he just a shopkeeper? Yeah. Mm.
0: Now I don't know if you noticed, but Hans's sports shop is very large.
3: Yes, quite, quite. And, and by very large, it's like the,
2: he means like a castle.
3: It's like, like the a, size of a high school. It's like the REI of youth hockey outlets yeah.
0: yes but his actual shop is actually very small so the actual like shop for hockey oh yeah so
3: <laughs> where our, are you going for
0: our theory which has been proposed many times on this pod is substantiated i
2: mean it's been substantiated yeah, it, yeah it's i been mean proven, the really. facts
0: back it up but hans has a sort of um some nefarious activity to put it lightly that he's got going on because he lives there, he runs a shop, he's got access to this this uh all these kids, and he only cares about this one league. He only cares about this one tiny pee wee hockey league out of all the age groups, all the leagues in Minnesota. He cares about this one league.
3: Where are you going?
0: So we're saying the league is kind of a front for some let's just drug dealing. Yeah. Mafia yeah. type activity.
3: Scandinavian he- Mafia exactly huh. well how about that he does i mean he's got that like blade sharpening thing
2: yeah, and do sharpening.
3: you think yeah it's like um he could make knives with that
0: what's the
1: movie where they put that guy's head in a vise? what the is f- it uh is it casino or anyway maybe he does that with like people's fingers to torture them i don't know Ooh.
0: i think yeah oh fuck what is that <laughs> is
1: it or is it good no i think it might be casino we'll put it in the show notes Mike right. will put it in the show. <laughs> yeah, I, right.
0: I think I think keep that in mind as you watch Hans' activity. Continue, continue to watch on. D two and D three. He, could,
3: I mean, I could definitely see him running a large scale betting operation with the way he keeps those stats. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. I,
2: well, and uh, I think a decent parallel for like the skate sharpening thing, while like it doesn't like appear threatening on the surface, is like if anybody's seen the town, like. The guy just sitting there clipping the flowers? Yeah. Like, he's, like, terrifying, but he's sitting there just clipping the flowers. But you know that he's, like, a big deal. I think that's how Hans operates, you know?
0: Okay. Makes this, sense. This is dark, guys. <laughs> We've had a lot of pods. Yeah. <laughs> so, You've had some time to think about this. I mean, on a scale of one to five scuds, what is your overall rating?
3: How many scuds does the Mighty Ducks get? Yeah. Um, one to five? Uh, I'd give it a solid... I don't want you guys to kick me out. Uh, yes. Three, seven, five to four? Really? Uh, Ooh, that's yeah. pretty good. That's higher than bad. I thought it was going to yeah. be. That's, yeah. way I mean, more,
2: that's way more scuds than I was expecting. Yeah. For,
3: for, for what it is. I, I appreciate it for what it is. It's a kid's movie. It's, it's, it is timeless. It's a classic. It's a feel good sports movie with I would assume at the time a lowish budget maybe it's fair. yeah I don't I mean I don't know what what it was made of I don't of. know I, yeah. I I don't know how Disney but, was in that Yeah right, right exactly That's a yeah. thing um I don't know what their expectations were for it or when they first made it um whether they expected it to be a big deal or not um a big culture setting deal that it is today uh but yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Well, okay, wait. So,
2: yeah. how would that writing have changed if, instead of Banks, it was
3: Larson as the the best Hawk character? Are you saying this because you've had him on the show? Yeah,
2: I'm one. He's he's a fan favorite. Well, people it clearly, loved him, clearly, and clearly he, would be a five. He, that was supposed <laughs> to be in that case. Yeah,
3: I mean, oh, well, it would have been a ten.
1: I have a question. How, if you had seen this movie, you know, um, I guess maybe when you were five or six or you know even even older, ten or something like that, how would that have changed your life? Where would you be right now?
3: Changed my life. Do You think you would have
1: said like, "Hey, I want to play hockey," because you know you see, uh, like if you see Space Jam as kid, oh, I want to, you know. Do you you think I thought about
3: playing at hockey at one point? I had a friend who played hockey, and then I got on the ice and fell on my ass, and decided that was not what I should do. (laughs) <laughs> do you think? That, do you think
2: at any point in your life you would have been like, "I should really start a Mighty Ducks
3: podcast"? You know, probably not, Kevin. Probably I leave that to, not. I leave that to the professionals. Is the thing? Oh, that's true. Okay, that's yeah. true. Not everyone can do what we yeah, do. Yeah, that is true.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, and you can answer this honestly. We're not going to get mad. Do you understand why it has become a, a like kind no of yeah like cold ca- classic? Or absolutely it, okay,
3: absolutely. No, I I totally get that, especially. Given the fact that it produced two sequels and the and a T V TV series and all that st- uh, the stuff with it too, it, it, I mean, I knew of the Mighty Ducks. It wasn't like I was, you know, had no idea what the Mighty Ducks were before the Quack Attack. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I knew it was a big deal. I just didn't watch it a lot. Um, it, it's it's something where it is one of those cultural identity things with the with early nineties. Cinema with our generation, it's 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 one of those. I mean, it's one of those things where everyone freaks out when I say I haven't seen the Mighty Ducks. Mm -hmm. It's true. Every everyone in our generation knows it and feels something for it.
0: And now, you can say you have seen the Mighty Ducks. Now
3: I'm I'm part of it.
2: Plus, now you can go home, tuck your kids in, show them (laughs) Mighty Ducks.
3: Yeah, my dog Woodrow was very very excited to to see it. All
0: right, so we do this thing called the quack question. All right, where people send in their questions, and they and we kind of try to answer them. Yes. So Kevin, do you have the quack question ready? All right, this
2: one goes out to uh, one of our regulars, Cat uh, Chan twenty three. Um, she says, and granted, she she credits Reddit. She doesn't n- nobody specifically, but her question is, uh, did Banks live in Bombay's old house? And I'll go ahead and let Mike explain the context for this.
0: Well, it's an interesting case because, as we remember, Hans points to Bombay's Bombay's house and says, you would have been a duck because they moved the district lines. So now, Bombay has that in his mind. He spots, all of a sudden, he spots Banks in the wrong district line. How would he know that? How would he know where Banks lives? He might have lived in Bombay's house. Now... It makes sense. The one thing I will say is Bombay and D2, when they have the scene, they say he was he's from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Banks is from Edina, which is the richer suburbs. So I think Banks might be a little too rich to live in that house, but I can see it's possible.
1: I, I, I agree with what you just said, that Banks was too rich, because uh, there's one scene where where Bombay's talking to Charlie, is like, you know, I had to kind of take care of my mom, whatever. And you didn't really get the sense that he came from money or anything like that. Or his dad gave him, like, you know, left him a ton. I always kind of got the sense that Bombay's dad was, you know, a blue-collar guy, maybe was, like, the head of a union or something like that. Maybe, like, a beloved guy, like, at the factory. Something like that. And so Banks, of course, is this rich kid. And so maybe, yeah, maybe it is the same house and they just built onto it, like Hughes, you know... You know, um, you know, additions onto it, but it doesn't seem like it would be the same house,
3: or even really the same neighborhood. Yeah, Uh, and I'll back you up on that because when we have the flashback of him, of Bombay having a fun time out on the ice as a kid, uh, not uh, on the pond, he's shooting into a trash can. Mm -hmm. And in Mm -hmm. fact, I thought like the Hawks don't have enough money to get themselves a fancy goal like this Hawks star can't buy himself a fancy goalie has to shoot into a trash can um I, I noticed that um but at the same time that did jump out at me when hans is pointing at the map um i expect them to draw a line in being like he lives in your old neighborhood at least or something like that
0: yeah he could live close there could be some sort of um violation here where bombay or banks lives in Adina, but he has a listed address in Minneapolis, so he can play for the Hawks.
2: It's so the the old mailbox, or yeah, not. the exactly. PO box or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we know the Hawks have a mail a mailbox. I mean, we've we we know the Hawks that. are dirty. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and I mean, I have looked up Banks's address, listed address. There is no house there. The closest thing is a gay bar. So, <laughs> um, it might have been just a mailbox that 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 address comes from, and Bombay might have seen that. He might have. He might have, which brings up another point, like, how much effort did Bombay put into finding kids that were in the wrong district, and, like, how many kids did he look at before he got to Banks?
2: And also, was there a kid where he's like, eh, I won't bring that kid up? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's just like,
1: you know, Coach, like, that kid lives right next door to Banks. He was like, shut the fuck up. We don't want him, all right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's not what this is about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) He's coming to our team for the academics, all right? Everyone knows that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh I think it's it's possible the the mailbox address might have been in some sort of similar area as where Bombay used to live but I don't think Banks actually lived in the house
1: at least it's not explicitly clear was uh I mean was Hans just really like dropping some really like kind of out there hints like, "Hey, they rude you the lines." Wink, wink.
2: Yeah, and
1: like, cause we always get leaving
2: maps all over like Bombay's yeah. apartment. <laughs> just like
1: <laughs> that, Hans like wanted Bombay to kind of seem like he was doing this on his own, because you can't just say, "Hey, go get Banks," or
2: like, "Hey, you know." And go again, get Hans pulling the strings. Exactly. And that's yeah. exactly yeah. what Hans would do.
0: Yeah, he might have. He might have told Bombay where to look, so Bombay didn't have to really do all that much uh, digging to find where yeah. Banks. His listed address was.
2: It'd be like Hans would hide like a, a a district line map in like some old box in Bombay's attic, and be like, and he'd know he knowing like he where, where like Bombay's dad's like old hockey gear was. Yeah, but and, and and Hans would be like, "Do you ever go through your dad's old hockey gear?" And he, <laughs> so he would go up to the attic, and it would be like this this like very emotional moment from Bombay. And then, so there would be this emotional connection to the map that he sees, and he would like feel like it was his calling to like make sure that Banks is a duck.
3: And then some of a Han. some random
1: house circled with like a mugshot like of Banks, Hans. and his stats are listed you know, that there. That has and...
2: Han's fingerprints all over it. Yeah. definitely. You I... guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's very possible. I think, I mean, For you're can... making hey, you can
2: edit that out, right? You're making,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're making kids documentary so you don't want to put all that mm-hmm. that back that back alley stuff in there so maybe in like the raw uncut footage of that scene but yeah so Charlie I'm going to give you a last word any any other thoughts on Banks or just the Mighty Ducks in general that you want to share with our audience of dozens
3: uh <laughs> I, let me see Two quick notes. Uh, I'll say, uh, um, in defense of Hans, a little bit. My favorite line in the whole movie was uh, when he gives him the skates yeah. and they're too big, and he says, "Wear thick scots, it's like, wear thick socks, enjoy them." Um, I thought that had a bunch of double meanings. It was, it, was like, it, it was real it was deep. deep. I, I thought it was nice. You like know? wear two condoms if you, you need... were the skank. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that you know, I was thinking more like have thick skin when you're going to get beat up by the hawks, but that oh. too. Yeah. That um, makes and... more sense than what you said, Kevin. <laughs> Does not I think you're explicitly not supposed to do that. Yeah, well, okay. We won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> we that <laughs> All right, moving on. Right, moving on. <laughs> uh, I also thought, um, so I don't know as much about hockey, or especially defensive hockey. Okay. But the flying V seems like it would be really easy to defend against.
0: That is correct. Yes. Yes.
3: However, I also want to point out'cause so i I was school in Indiana, I know a lot about Hoosiers, right, and the final scene in Hoosiers is very similar. There's like four guys in a row, and Jimmy Shitwood, whose real name in real life was uh Bobby Plump, makes this shot, and it's a you know crowd goes wild. there's no one around to defend him because they're all like standing way back in the back, but that's really how the real play was structured because they did strict man to man defense. Is it something where the style of defense that the Hawks have is completely, you know, can be torn apart by this. Like they couldn't figure hug. out this master plan. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, maybe. I because... can imagine it
1: catching someone off guard once.
0: Yes, and I don't think the Docks, the Hawks have to play a lot of defense. So they may not practice it all that much, <laughs> and they may not try. So they may just have been lollygagging as 10-year-olds. It's
2: like, it's like the Baylor theory. I mean, go ahead and – throw a uh, Big 12 team under the bus every chance I get. Um, (laughs) You know, they play like five patsies and then they play a team that actually matters and they are caught off guard and they lose inevitably. So,
0: yeah. So, I mean, in theory, it could work, but in reality, the probability is every man, everybody's just gonna, every defensive player is just gonna take their guy and then there, there's no, like, wedge that's going to open up for the last guy to come in and shoot. They're right. just going to skate around the V and pick <laughs> the guy up. So, could
1: it work in, like, a... Uh, maybe if there's, like, a, a bad line change by the Hawks or something like that, and you'd have, like, a momentary, like, five-on-three or something like that?
0: Yeah, it could. I mean...
1: But the thing is, is they start it behind the net, so it's, like... They have plenty of time to, like, okay, here's what they're doing. This will be easy to defend. Yeah. And
0: the Hawks. That's the other thing.
1: The
3: Hawks, like, stand back while they, like, get in position. Like, okay, fine. We're just going to. Yeah. Exactly. The Hawks just
0: stand back into their own zone. Yeah. Most teams would at least throw one guy in the offensive zone to pressure them and then bottle it up in the neutral zone. So, yeah, it probably, like, 99% of the time it's not going to work. But. (laughs) All you need is one percent. But that 1%. one time, that all one takes time one it time. did work. So one, one out
3: of five, right? Yeah. There, there we go. go. There we Boom. go. <laughs> one Boom. out
0: of five. Perfect. All right. So uh, for us, quicktech.com, You can go there. See all. See. Take a look at Kevin's Redesign USA Today page again.
2: It was a, it was a haphazard effort, uh, and I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> it's not great, and I think I got the timeline wrong. Um, I think I mixed like two summers together, like the OJ summer and the MLB strike summer. Maybe
1: it's fine. Both like ninety-five or I
2: see. I couldn't really like tell, or at least where the picture. Shout out to Google Images, <laughs> which is where I grabbed the images from. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't put a whole lot of effort into it, but it's still better than the original.
0: Yeah. If so, I do say so myself. Yeah. So go there, look at that. See all our. See all our podcast go uh contact us uh at quack tech pod on twitter facebook.com slash quack tech pod uh go to itunes give us a five-star review and uh tell us what you like about charlie scudders and charlie you got anything to promote here
3: uh, yeah well did you did you want to get my uh guesses for d2 sure oh yeah right, what ahead. do you think is gonna happen yeah in d2? so uh this is the one that i think i've seen so we'll see how right am. It's a little bit colored. Yeah, we'll we'll see. So I think that um especially based on what you said, so Bombay goes and does something and then he's back in Hans's shop because Hans is the puppet master and he tells him that there's like this these Olympic Games that he has to go compete in and he has to get the ducks back together, but like some of the ducks aren't there. Like they you know, I don't know, are dead or something. So they have to bring in these all stars because I remember there was one that was from Texas, because I was from Texas, so I connected with that character, <laughs> and and he um, and they go off. And I, I remember the the competition is in L.A. because there's a scene where the Texas guy goes to Rodeo Drive when it's really Rodeo Drive, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what Rodeo was, and so I was confused by that. And that's all I know. Do you remember who the, I'm guess, the Nemesis is? I'm going to guess Russia because the Cold War. Okay,
2: it's a it's a simple essentially like a veiled attempt at being Russia.
3: Yeah. yeah. So is it like just an Eastern Bloc country? No.
0: You'll see. Yeah. You will see.
3: Oh, wow. Okay. Sweet. I'm looking forward to it, guys.
0: Alright, so I just mentioned all that. You can get hit up Charlie Scudder and his Hoosiers podcast. It comes out every Thursday. <laughs> um, you want to you add Charlie Scudder on Twitter? Yeah. And uh, remember, duck spot together.
3: Duck spot
2: together. Quack, quack.
3: Quack, quack.